Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight figure Amazon sellers and also increasingly broader sort of e-commerce sellers in general. Most Amazon sellers I know are busy creating their direct-to-consumer sites. Today we're welcoming Chelsea Cohen of So Stocked back. So Stocked is the inventory management software for Amazon sellers by Amazon sellers and widely regarded uh, as a very, very good software amongst serious sellers that I know. And that's not a small thing because it's a tricky area to get right. So Chelsea, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So we've got a challenge on our hands today in 20 minutes, which I know you've got your next call in. We're going to try and cover how to calculate future stock needs and stock tracking. So that's quite a a violent sort of ask. And we're probably going to have to get you back into deep dive. But I'd love to get some of these thoughts out there to get people's brains ticking. So first question, the obvious uh, question is, is how important is calculating future stock needs? Isn't it just something you have to accept you're never going to get right? Well, it's there is the art and the science behind it. And I think too many people get stuck in the science part and they forget the art part. And the art part is what scares people and they think, you know, you can't get it right, but you can prepare for, you know, things that could happen. So there is a potential to get closer than what you're doing now. Yeah, I I like the way of putting that. I mean, what I would say to people if I'm doing financial projections, which is more my comfort zone than than stock, it's a strange thing to say comfort zone, but I like it, it inflates my boat. So (laughs) I'm quite weird nerd that way. That's why I like e-commerce, I guess. But what you're saying, I suppose, to me is you just because you can't exactly nail down the future in a very concrete way doesn't mean you can't get closer you can't predict some kind of possible future is the way i always put it maybe i like my science fiction reading too much so okay so so we shouldn't despair and i guess we should also probably not assume that what we've got is going to be 100 accurate is that right yes yeah but yeah exactly you can't you know things happen that you can't predict but you can add more of the pieces that you already have and get them all to work together so you can be closer um, and avoid you know some of these silly mistakes that a lot of people get into yeah it makes sense and it reminds me of remember speaking to jason from avenue q and uh, he's a former marine and i said don't the marines believe in improvise adapt overcome and he said yes well you should have a plan from which you can improvise and adapt and overcome but you shouldn't fall in love with your plan either which kind of neatly ties in exactly what you say you've got to have a plan but you shouldn't believe in it in a sense as well but it will make you better at dealing with real life okay so if we if we actually believe it's worth doing in the first place now how do we actually go around making even moderately accurate calculations of future stock needs in, in a bucking bronco world sure yeah i like to break things down into their simplicity And in its simplicity, you know, inventory management and inventory control are basically, there's, there are two things, there's calculations, and then there's tracking, and those kind of break down into how much do I order? And by when do I order? And that's just the simplicity. Those are the two things that you need to know. The complexity comes into how do I find, how do I get to those final numbers? But just know that they're, you know, that, that we're just seeking those final numbers, you know, a date to order and, you know, how much do I order? 
brilliant. And by the way, the, the other classic area where everyone's trying to predict the future is in the stock market. And it, it seems exactly the same in the stock market. You decide how many stairs you buy because you don't yeah. get to decide the price. The price fluctuates up and down. It's a little bit different. But and when, and, you know, and that's, I guess, a genius like Warren Buffett will calculate, you know, look at the all their financial data, look at the company as a whole, maybe go and shop in the shop. I know he, he prefers to do that. And then in the end, he would decide to buy Coke shares at, you know, on whatever the, the something of October 1990, because they've hit a certain price and he'll buy, you know, a billion dollars or not. And and it's it's funny how it comes down to something really simple, but also what goes behind that is crazy difficult, right? So so how do we even begin to get our head around it? What, what are the basics of how to arrive at those numbers? Yeah, so we can talk about there's there's calculation, meaning, you know, what is that formula that you're using? What is all the data that goes into figuring out how much? And then there's the tracking side, which is all the data that goes into figuring out at what point am I going to run out of inventory so that I need to so I know when I need to order. So if you dive into the calculation side of things, we can, you know, without getting too complicated, the the basis of everything is velocity. How much are you selling on a regular basis? And sometimes people, they're looking at their total sales. So it go, you know, I want to know how much I sold the last three months so I can figure out how much to order for the next three months. Well, if you stocked out during that last three months, if you had an influencer promote you and you had an extra, you know, 2000 sales that you don't normally have, those anomalies are going to throw off your calculations. So doing um, a calculation where you remove that data and you clean up that data, that's the first step. And that's one of the places where I see people falling down, particularly in the stocking out is because they get that number wrong. They get the calculation wrong. If they stock out and Amazon finds one unit and sells it, some calculations would would count that one day at that one unit for that day as a complete sales day and that throws your entire average off especially yeah. if you're doing 30 day average and you had 5 days of stock out you know and you know you should have counted all 5 days as a stock out but 3 of those days were counted as you know as not stock outs because you sold one unit or it was the day before the stock out or the day after all of that throws off your data. So being able to calculate that properly is important. It's funny, isn't it? It's about sort of reintroducing again to the idea of science and art It's about reintroducing common sense while staying numerical in calculations and math space. Because what strikes me, the, the, the greatest exceptional data that shouldn't be taken to averages in the entire planet is 2020 sales on Amazon or indeed any e-commerce, right? It's kind of blindingly obvious, but so many people in my mastermind and people I know and coaching clients went to one big, small, little sellers. They're all like depressed because their July 2020 sales, mostly based in the UK, but some sell a lot in the US, are a lot lower than they were in February. I'm like, well, now let's see. In February, I couldn't leave the house without getting not armed police on the streets in the UK. But there was this thing called COVID. Now there isn't. And and I think people just need to use some common sense sometimes. And it's amazing how how people put a kind of blind faith in numbers, isn't it? As opposed to go, which numbers are we using to start with here? So I, I'm sure that you can get very sophisticated and use kind of mathematical models. And, and so one should. And, and that's not my specialist subject, for goodness sake, of course not. That's, that's really clever. But yeah. common sense, right? What any, any further thoughts about how to kind of introduce common sense into the numbers? 
Yeah. I mean, there's that. And then there's also, you know, what we've talked about on, you know, previous, previous episode that we recorded, making sure that you have all the data. So you have the data of what happened in the past. You need to add the data of what is happening in the future. If you have those plans and you know that you're going to work with an influencer and the influencer says he can move a thousand units, you need to record that on some sort of a timeline or on some sort of, you know, addition to what you're doing. And that does not happen when your inventory team and your marketing team aren't talking. So those all go into the calculations and, you know, and that's, and those are basically the two most important pieces. There's, you know, the side of making sure your velocity is right. And then there's, you know, what, what are you doing in addition to what happened before the art side? Yeah. And I guess then if you're going to add in what's the UK government or US government or in your particular state or whatever doing, I guess it gets very complicated. I mean, do you actually try and take account of things given that we're in this weird, choppy, rather uncertain kind of quasi post-COVID world is the best way of putting it. And this is 30th of August 2021 when I'm recording this because it might be very different in January 2022 when the killer lizards have landed. Maybe we've discovered something else we missed. But well, how do you even begin to get your head around that kind of variability and demand? Yeah, yeah. So that comes down to tracking and 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 planning for things that you that you don't know might happen, right? There's something in, in inventory called the reorder point. And you can't get to the reorder point unless you have kept track of all of your all of your inventory. So you need to make sure that you have all of the data. It's the same type of thing where you have the correct data, you know, to figure out your velocity. You have to have the correct data to figure out your reorder point or the the when the reorder point and the reorder point is made up of you know you need to know you know how much inventory you have at your warehouse at Amazon you know how much inventory is on order when is it going to arrive but then the basics of reorder point come down to two things there's lead time how long does it take to get there and then there is buffer stock and that's you know also known as safety stock and so lead time plus buffer stock makes up your reorder point. So you can only know if you know when you run out, if you know what your zero is, you know that you can add your buffer stock on top of that. And then you add your lead time on top of that. And you know the date that you're supposed to reorder. But unless you have your lead time, your buffer stock, and then your stock out, you know, your, your stock out period, your stock out date based on your inventory what inventory you have, those three things will help to get you to be able to be prepared for for anything that could happen. So now let's talk about the I mean again, this can be like a series of podcasts and I'm welcome welcoming you back with open arms to address this, but let's just deal with the basics. If you're sourcing internationally right now, talking of lead time, there's a great deal of variability. I know that I've got friends let's not even talk about the freight costs, right? ATEX, normal sometimes it's it's just crazy. But just talking about lead, just talking about lead time. If it's gone from say 100 days to 200 days, but we don't know which it is, how do we even begin to, to work out how much to order and how to get that timing right? Because the two two is sort of two sides of the same coin, aren't they? If we're going to need an extra month and a half worth of stock, we need to change the amount we order, and then the order date we might reorder at a certain point, but when we expect it to hit, it's going to be different. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. So. We had a lot of our users have to go kind of back to the drawing board, you know, when COVID happened and it was those two things. It was 
the lead times were being increased. You know, you have to, you have to ask at every point. Sometimes we just ask our supplier and we forget, you know, that if there's our supplier and then there's our freight forwarder. And then if you're keeping, you know, inventory at a third-party warehouse, you have to ask your warehouse, you know, and you have to see, you know, how long is it Amazon keeping, you know, taking to check things in. So all along you have to ask what, you know, what are the current, what are the current needs, right? And you have to ask it, you know, frequently you have to ask what is it for fourth quarter because it's you know definitely increased for fourth quarter things that used to take you know say 45 days at your you know manufacturer maybe they're taking 90 days and you know you place your order too late that becomes a problem for you so so it's being in frequent communication with these various different points along the the supply chain and adjusting your lead time to recalculate you know based on what you currently have and then also bulking up your buffer stock. And that's not necessarily leaving all your buffer stock, you know, all your safety stock at Amazon. Leave definitely 30 days, probably closer to 45 days at least because of how long they're taking to check things in. But also you can keep some at your, your warehouse, either your warehouse in China with your supplier or your warehouse locally or a combination of the two. And then lastly, if you're able to airship things, you know, have that as a backup plan. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess these are nothing that's new to anyone who's been around the block for a while. But I guess what, what I'm getting is it's the degree of rigor and updated data, freshness of data. So you're asking at every single point for every single product line, presumably, which is going to be a huge job for those who've got hundreds of their own SKUs and, and, you know, they're not buying, they're not buying in a sort of wholesale basis. I guess that's just, it's a big job, but I guess on the other hand, it's, if it's going to be the single biggest effect on your revenue and profit, I guess it's going to be done. Wow. There's so much to to say here. I guess I'd like to just briefly touch on sourcing more locally. When I say locally, I guess I mean nationally. I'm going to d- overlook this sort of regional sourcing complication, like if you're in the US sourcing from Mexico, UK sourcing from Europe, which is <laughs> UK and Europe is a whole different different story. But if let's assume you're based in the US, you're sourcing US, you're based in UK, you're sourcing UK. Any hints about stock management? It's going to be less extreme than international, isn't it? But any what sort of things apply and what do we need to look out for in that context? Yeah, so... I would not assume that things aren't going to be changing too much for you. You know, there are more and more shortages of trailers and Amazon's got a lot of backup and backlog. And there was actually a shipping company purportedly that contacted Amazon and said, we are no longer accepting orders from Amazon until you give us our trailers back. (laughs) They would drop their trailers off and they're like, we're running out of trailers. If we keep Sending stuff into Amazon, we're going to be out of a fleet. So that stuff is happening. So I would say talk to whoever is, you know, you work with in shipping about, you know, delays on that side of things as well. Yeah. And my my two cents here is if you're in the UK and you're trying to import from Europe, first of all, don't because it's a total disaster. Like I cannot begin to tell you the number of really super smart people in the mastermind who have struggled with it for months. <laughs> but secondly, if you insist on it, you've got to be really aware in the UK of the weird knock on effects of Brexit. There are German companies that normally fulfill staff here with lorries that will not send their lorries or trucks over at all. And that means there's a bit of a shortage, even if you're shipping stuff direct from China. So there's lots of odd things happening. So I would say, you know, same sort of stuff 
stuff applies as, as in the US. In addition to what you were mentioning about the Amazon keeping trailers and all the strange stuff, that the assumption, I guess, is the mother of all F-ups, as they say here, or, and uh, I guess it's really particularly true right now, right? So I know you've got to dash off to another meeting. I That was a brilliant sort of whistle-stop tour. Obviously, you guys offer way more sophistication than this. So for those who want to work with you, you've got a couple of, of offers. The first of all, I know you've got a, you mentioned that the marketing department needs to talk to the um stock management department even if that's one person you still got to get your head around it so you got a spreadsheet that deals with that and tell, tell us a little bit more about that yeah so we call it our inventory minded marketing spreadsheet essentially what it does is it allows your marketing team to put on a spreadsheet all of their plans for each SKU, what they plan to do on a marketing side so that your inventory team can can vet it out against the inventory that they have and avoid potential stockouts because we know that marketing, you know, has sometimes has the habit of stocking inventory out by not being coordinated. And, you know, it just helps to get those two teams communicating. Yeah, I, I cannot stress how really critical I think this is and very rarely talked about. So we've got that. If you want to get, get it through a easy, easy to remember URL, folks, or link, amazingfba.com forward slash stock sheet, amazingfba.com forward slash stock sheet. And then finally, of course, you guys have got the, the tool so stocked itself. So tell us about how that works. Yes. So, yeah, so stock was, you know, built out of frustration. I personally was having trouble with my inventory and there weren't any viable solutions out there that I could get any of my mastermind friends to, to tell me about. Everyone was using spreadsheets. So we broke apart. What is it about spreadsheets that is working? What is not working about spreadsheets? How do we implement that into a, an automated tool? And then just basically took on, you know, I, in the growth of the product, took on hundreds of sellers, worked with them personally you know, got their feedback, implemented, you know, what are those tools that can make this a better and easier process? What are those things that, you know, you really want to know about and how to organize your data, how to organize and forecast your inventory projections. And that's kind of the tool that that we've, we've established. We've kind of grown up with Amazon sellers as, as our partners. I'm personally an Amazon seller myself. And so that's what SoStocked is. Amazing. And so, if you want to get hold of that, folks, re redirect to avoid massively long URL to that blog article, amazingfba.com forward slash, I don't mean blog article, I mean your it's a demonstration call, right? If you, people want to check it out, amazingfba.com forward slash so stocked, S-O-S-T-O-C-K-E-D. Very simple name to remember. By the way, you've just articulated the perfect product development process that I'm also begging people on bending knee. You are scratching your own itch. You've worked with hundreds of people in your industry to develop a product that exactly serves their needs. Like, hello, that's perfect. So congratulations, even on that process. It's it's a model for us all. So Chelsea, I know you've got another meeting to dash off to. It's been a real pleasure. I, I love your clarity of thought around this stuff. And I, I really would urge anyone who's got an issue with stock management, which is probably pretty much everybody, to at least check out what you guys do at So Stocks because you know you, you get a great reputation out there and that's not easily won amongst the cynical Amazon sellers that I know. So very, very many thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. 
I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.